This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The incoming Trump administration could turn immigration policy sharply rightward, leading to more deportations for people with criminal histories, a slowing of legal immigration, increased security on the southern border, and a loss of funding for so-called sanctuary cities. But it also has left many questions on how Congress will now deal with the issue after years of stalemate, and how much influence hardliners, such as Attorney General-designate Jeff Sessions, could really wield. I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined by CQ reporters Jonathan Miller and Dean DeCharo. John, you quote a veteran watcher of the issue saying that we went from a state of clarity on immigration to one of chaos. Do the Republicans really have a clear vision on how to proceed? Uh, not at this point. Leaders in the party seem to be waiting on what the Trump administration is going to propose. And the one word you hear from Republicans, as you mentioned in your intro, is border security. And that can mean a lot of things like increased border patrol, more immigration officers, all things that Trump called for in the campaign. Then you have the issue of the southern border. Trump has said that it doesn't have to be the wall paid for by Mexico. It could be a combination of wall and fencing. So I think what you're probably going to expect in the early part of 2017 is a bill with something along those lines, perhaps something like E-Verify. That's the government system that checks the legal status of prospective employees coming out of the House. Uh, Dean, one early fight could also swirl around uh, children of undocumented immigrants, those so-called dreamers who've been helped by an executive order President Obama issued that defers enforcement action. Uh, Trump has vowed to reverse the policy. How many people could that conceivably put at risk? So there are about 740,000 dreamers enrolled in the DACA program, which Trump has said he will end. Uh, they're actually in a unique position to fear the incoming Trump administration because unlike most undocumented immigrants, the federal government already has a database of their names, addresses, other identifiers that could be used for deportation purposes. Uh, Democrats have staked out an early position uh, on protecting these dreamers and they're getting some Republican support from folks like Jeff Flake and Lisa Murkowski. Jeff Flake has actually introduced a compromise bill that would continue their deferred status while increasing deportations of undocumented criminals. Uh, meanwhile, Trump himself has been cagey about his plans for this specific population. He said in a recent Time Magazine interview that he had sympathy for them because they're stuck in limbo. At the same time, he hasn't qu said quite clearly what his plans for them will be. Now, now, House Republicans, they have the Better Way plan, and that dealt only with border security. It was silent on the legal status for the estimated 11.1 million undocumented immigrants already in the United States. What was Speaker Paul Ryan's rationale for leaving that out? Right. Ryan is a very interesting player to watch in all of this. He has, in the past, advocated a pathway to legal status for the undocumented. 
But last year, when he assumed the speakership, he assured conservative members that he would not take up any immigration bill that did not have the support of the majority of the caucus. And at this point, they're not really talking at all about comprehensive measures that deal with the undocumented. And there probably would be a revolt on the right if they did. Some think that if border security and concerns over legal immigration are resolved, it'll be easier to sway Republicans on providing the undocumented a path to legal status. Uh, Why the cause for optimism on that front? Depending on who you ask, the reason that comprehensive immigration reform didn't get done in the 114th Congress is either because of Obama's executive actions on immigration or because of Eric Cantor's loss in his primary to Dave Bratt. We'll get a better sense of the truth of that in the 115th Congress, because some folks like Roy Beck of the Immigration Restriction Group Numbers USA says that unlike Obama or even George W. Bush, Trump may be in a better position to eventually get through an amnesty package uh, if he's able to do things to appease conservatives like border security, uh, a crackdown on visas. He may be in a better position than his predecessors to do that. Once that uh, opportunity arises, push will really come to shove on those Republicans who have consistently blamed Obama for not wanting to fix that problem. In the Senate, the the game for Republicans is finding eight Democratic senators who could break ranks and give them the 60 votes they need to advance an immigration bill. Uh, That's a tricky call for uh, Democrats from states Trump carried uh, who are afraid of doing something maybe perceived as as, uh, helping people jump the line or work against the interests of working class Americans, right? Yeah, that's something that I think a lot of people who are in favor of the, you know, comprehensive immigration overhaul have kind of hung their hat on. They're saying things like, look, if you want to do border security, if you want to do E-Verify, if you want to do something along these lines, you're going to have to pair it with some sort of undocumented worker provision. Um, And those people in the Senate who are most vulnerable, people like Heidi Heitkamp of North Dakota, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, John Tester of Montana, these are people that advocates on the right are going to focus on when it comes to immigration bills. And in talking to somebody like John Tester, he said it would be very tough for him to vote against a standalone border security bill. Dean, there's also the House Freedom Caucus, uh, big supporters of Trump's border security and enforcement agenda, but they also hate big increases in federal spending to do things like build a wall. Who will you be watching in that crowd? Right. So with the exception of Andy Harris of Maryland, there aren't any Freedom Caucus members on the House Appropriations Committee, but they do make up a sizable portion of the Republican side of the House Judiciary Committee, which has oversight of any pending immigration legislation. Folks on that committee include the outgoing chairman, Jim Jordan of Ohio, Ken Buck of Colorado, and Raul Labrador of Idaho, who was one of the negotiators on a comprehensive fix in 2013. It'll also be interesting to watch outgoing Freedom Caucus member Mick Mulvaney, who's been tapped by Trump to lead the Office of Management and Budget. He'll be tasked with selling Trump's big-ticket items, such as the wall, to Congress, even though he himself is a deficit hawk. Mulvaney himself has shown movement on some immigration issues in the past, so it'll be interesting to see where he comes from. CQ reporters Dean DeCaro and Jonathan Miller on how Congress will now deal with uh, immigration reform after years of stalemate and how much influence the hardliners will have. 
I'm Adriel Bettelheim. Thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can find all of our podcasts at rollcall.com forward slash podcasts. Have a good week.